Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Give me a letter between A through Z. Man. Uh, Four U.S. bankers and metronome. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. TCF? <laughs> metronome? Something like that. But in a dome for a while, metronome. The metronome. Uh, mega. Is it mega? Metrodome. Mmm. Superdome? <laughs> Megadome. Metrodome. There it is. <laughs> is that Vikings rookies yeah. being quizzed? So yeah, they were that asked, was amazing. They were asked like, "What's the capital?" And half of them were split between Minneapolis or St. Paul. They are also asking, "What's a juicy Lucy?" Who's Paul Bunyan? It was uh, it was pretty funny. Did I hear that the Paul Bunyan statue was that someone like ripped the arm off yes. of it? Yeah, up mm-hmm. in Bemidji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my! Goodness. A couple of weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, they took the arm right off it. You know, I know that life moves a little slower sometimes, you know, in the in the rural parts. <laughs> I grew up in rural Minnesota, and sometimes you get bored and you just look, you know, you're just going to go deface some things, I guess. I guess that's what happens. But Paul Bunyan? We would, ah, yeah, it's a sense of pride. Well, that's there. sacrilege, man. Yeah. That is sacrilege. Exactly. This is Purple Daily, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. And executive producer Declan Goff bringing you daily Vikings entertainment, even through the off season, seven days a week coming at you. And uh, we appreciate all of you who have subscribed to the YouTube channel, Purple Daily YouTube channel, or who have given us a five star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we were going to talk. We had a, we had another topic lined up for today that we're going to just save for either tomorrow or Wednesday because literally right before. We hit the button to uh, to jump on and record Purple Daily today. Something happened on Fox Sports 1 that's very interesting. And we just want to, listen, it's unlikely that there would be a connection with the Vikings, but something we love to do on this show, gentlemen, is reckless speculation. Just explore all possibilities. We like to explore all possibilities here when it comes to our mission statement of wanting the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we all die. And so Declan has a clip here of Shannon Sharp calling Julio Jones live on their Fox Sports 1 TV show. We don't know if Julio knew that he was on national television or not, but let's roll the clip here. Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, no, I'm out of there, man. You He's out. out. He's out of there. 
Are you going to... Ideally, where would you like to go? Uh, right now, I'm just, I want to win. Okay. We well, don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Okay. You know, people make fun of Skip and make fun of these talking heads yelling at each other's shows, but that was genuinely amazing and entertaining and headline grabbing. That Julio Jones just clarified any sort of, uh, I guess, ambiguity about his situation. He wants out of Atlanta. These trade rumors are picking up steam. He's been working out with. Derrick Henry, former college teammate, right? Or at least, I don't know if they played together, but um, they definitely both have the Alabama tie. So anyways, what would it take just to explore all possibilities? What would it take for Julio Jones to wear a purple Vikings uniform? First off, just before we talk about the names, it would take the um, ability to clear cap space immediately to absorb his cap hit, which is obviously for 2021 significant. So yeah, he, he, I've got it in front of me. Yeah. He has a twenty-three million dollar cap hit for this year, nineteen million for two thousand twenty-two, and then uh, you can start to get out from underneath it, two thousand twenty-three. So, but it's like a couple of years of ironclad twenty-three, nineteen million dollar cap hits. Mm-hmm. He's also thirty-two. He's thirty-two years old. He's been dominant, not quite the same guy as he was five years ago. But I think a lot, a lot of teams would still gladly take a thirty-two-year-old Julio Jones to. Uh, to wreak some havoc against opposing teams. So if we're going to go down this path, I'd like to do so as a professional here. Like not, uh, um, you know, this is a fantasy football league team and let's just add him and he'll, he'll be the third guy. Won't that be incredible? That's all fun to talk about and think about, but it's not realistic. This would take a trade. This would take Rick and Rob Brzezinski do, working some magic here and probably trading some guys that, you know, are well-known, well-paid, and that uh, Vikings fans like. So let me let me introduce this thought. I think my offer would start with exchanging the contract of Adam Thielen going to the Falcons. Wow. Wow. Also not a young man. Reckless speculation. Not a young man okay. at this point. So Thielen, his cap hit is $6 million this year. Okay. So it's save you a little bit. I believe once Kyle Rudolph is officially, once his post-June 1st designation happens, I believe the Vikings are going to be sitting on like Fifteen million dollars in, in cap space mm-hmm. somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, Still fourteen, gonna, fifteen million dollars. Yep. You got a. You're gonna. You have a first round pick, Christian Derrissaw. So who, who I think agreed to a contract, of, right? So so like the, those are coming off the or or those are going on the books. I should say not coming off the books. Yep. Yep. And uh, and you've got a couple offers out there right now. We'll, we'll get to the latest in the Bashad Breland <laughs> situation. But uh, but then Thielen's cap hit goes back to like sixteen million for two thousand twenty two. So there is there is some money that you could you could peel off your books there. And that I don't know that I would do that though because I think Thielen at age thirty might actually be if healthy the better option for the Vikings okay. than Julio Jones. If you're talking about, I think I think the only way you would do it is if a you you decided to go more pass happy with your offense. Yes. So that b you could have three viable receivers all getting fed. You know. <laughs> eight to ten targets a game or whatever it would be. And I'm, I'm guessing the Falcons would want a guy that they could plug in at that position back at this late date as well. Chad Beebe? So, yeah, I'm sorry. Chad Beebe, <laughs> Declan Goff is not going to cut it. So, Thielen might be a player that they actually ask for. You probably have to do one more player off your books to get to get Jones's cap hit then to work. And then the question from there goes, do they still, do they want more? or Or can you convince them, hey, look, 
Thielen's younger. He's not a lot, but he, he is two years younger. He's a very viable receiver. He's good. I just don't see any path here that if we're going to have this discussion, that it's realistic to get Jones in as your third guy. So so just trying to make up a constructive way to get him, I think, involves Thielen going to the Falcons. So I disagree. I, I wouldn't do this if it meant trading Thielen. I would only do this if it meant three deep 2.0. Now somebody has to be Jake Reed. Now Jake Reed got injured, I think, in 1998. So his stats are a little bit skewed. Uh, but it was it was definitely Carter Moss, Carter Moss, Carter Moss, and then Jake Reed was the seasoning. So you'd have to figure out if you made and I and I'll give you a path to make this happen financially without trading Adam Thielen. I think the the, the bigger question would be how would you incorporate those three wide receivers enough so that all of them feel fed and feel happy and you don't have any issues. Kirk's not fending off like angry receivers mm-hmm. every single week. There'd be some ego management. Julio Jones would come in and say, well, I'm definitely getting the most targets because I'm Julio Jones. I'm a Hall of Famer. And Justin Jefferson will probably say, well, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer at some point, and I'm dynamic, and I'm one of the five best receivers in the NFL. And it, and it might be that Adam Thielen would settle into that third role, but you'd have to feed him because he also thinks he's one of the best receivers still in the NFL when he's healthy, yeah. and he might have a case. Yeah, He scored 14 touchdowns but that's last why I year. Think I, I, that's why I, I'm saying I think that that is one too many number one guys. Maybe, but but here's the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's there's only so much you're going to do with your cap space now that free agency is in the rearview window, right? It's like if this conversation were taking place back in early March and it was a decision between uh, a defensive lineman or a wide receiver, or, you know, all right, you got $20 million burning a hole in your pocket or $15 million in free agency money. Are you going to fix your offensive line? Are you going to get another wide receiver? Are you going to fix your defensive line, cornerback? Or are you going to get another wide receiver? We would have said, well, I mean, you got you got to fix the trenches first. Well, all of that is done now. Like there's there's there there aren't a bunch of free agents lurking around anymore. You know, there's a couple guys here and there, but for the most part, you have you have through the draft and free agency, you have fixed the things that you're going to fix, and you still have cap space left over. Mm-hmm. Not enough to get Julio Jones, but. You know, that cap space is going to be used either for players on your current roster, like a restructured Neil Hunter contract, um, or you're just not going to you're not going to use all of it. You might not use all your cap space for 2021. Right. I mean, it's fair to say that at this point. So what I would look to do if I were going to if I were going to find a realistic way to make this happen, you have not gone to the Harrison Smith restructure well yet. He has no guaranteed money left in his contract. I mean, it's guaranteed in that he's going to play for the Vikings in 2021, and his salary is $10.2 million, So, or his cap number is. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's in no danger of not making $10 million this year. Mm-hmm. Could you go to Harrison Smith and say, listen, dude, um, we're going to give you a three-year contract. We're going to give you some more guaranteed money. We're going to bring that cap number from, let's say, 10 down to 6 or 7 for this year. You have to push some money into future years, but... He's the type of player that I think will age well enough the next two or three years where he's still going to be a quality player. Then you go to to a Daniil Hunter, and you say, all right, buddy, it's time to pay the piper. Uh, We're going to get you that contract that you so richly deserved. However, we're going to lower the number for 2021 from 17.2 down to 12 or something, push money into 2022-23 because Julio Jones is available Mm -hmm. to be had, right? So if you could just if you could if you could do that if you could if you could restructure Daniil Hunter and Harrison Smith 
to make room in addition to the Kyle Rudolph money that comes off the books, right, and the money you already have saved up, to make enough room for Julio Jones without trading Adam Thielen, then your problem would be ego management and touches yeah. management. Yes. I like it, but the way this team operates, because they're, I don't see them drastically changing their offensive philosophy right now, right? And and keep in mind, too, so Moss came in as a rookie in 98, and they all knew he was damn good, but they didn't know he was that good. And Jake Reed sort of got caught up, and then, to your point, got hurt, too. But he got caught up and oh, my God, we've got this guy, and, and then the team, you know, which, by the way, had an had a philosophy of throwing the ball more, I think, at heart than this team does. I just don't see how you could manage those three players. Like the three deep concept there is fun, but they're but they're all for the most part now vets because you know Jefferson's going into his second year now, so he's not new. I don't see how you could manage those three successfully without it becoming a problem when you already don't pass as much as you probably should. So that's my problem with those three. I, I don't think it would be fun. Now, if you had drafted a receiver, I would, would make a case that that guy would come in and would have to be more patient, and then you potentially go three deep. But that's that's why I'm saying I don't think if you could do it, Jones, Jefferson, and Thielen would work. I don't see how you could massage those three when Dalvin Cook is still going to get his touches no matter what. What about you, Declan? Where, where are you at with this? I love the idea. I absolutely love the idea of doing it, and I want three deep back. Um, I'm young enough to know the lure of three deep. I think Jake Reed had left for the Saints when I started watching Vikings football in 2000, so he was no longer part of it, but I, I definitely knew who he was. I I would be curious if you can make it work, but I think with his money and with... I, I just don't think it'd be worth it for the Vikings' sake to be giving up and restructuring and making trades just to get a third expensive wide receiver. Because so, you'd probably also have to give up a future. I'm guessing it's yeah. at least a first round pick, right? You'd probably I mean, have the Falcons to give a sweetener to make it work as well. Like you, can, it's it's fun to say, well, just trade them Eric Kendricks and and maybe restructure Harrison Smith or give them Adam Thielen. But in general, I don't think getting Julio Jones, a 32 year old Julio Jones, on this team is what makes them go from a 10 and seven team to maybe being what is it, 13 and four? Don't make me do the math. 13 it, and four. It, Especially if you have to give up Thielen to make it work, like that's that's the non-starter for me. The only reason I would do this is to have the three, the just the most ridiculous offensive <laughs> weapons in the NFL. I mean, think about every time Kirk drops back, he can either hand off to one of the three best running backs in the NFL or throw to three guys who could all make a case as being top ten to twelve receivers in the league. And I would even argue, I would even argue that. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, if healthy, might both be better than a 32-year-old Julio Jones. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about Julio Jones's career. I'm talking as the age cliff comes you know, up on the horizon. Thielen is two years younger. Jefferson is emerging into his prime. You could argue that, that Julio Jones wouldn't be the best and might even be the third among those guys. A lot of people are probably going to say, I, 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 w- I would stop short at putting him behind Adam Thielen, but again, Thielen, Thielen in the red zone is ridiculous. That guy cut 14, 14 
Touchdown pass. That's why the Falcons would love him. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Shh, don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1 800 328 9350. Or go to Aquaside.com. That's why that's why the Falcons, because I, I think if I traded them Thielen, I, I could get the draft pick for sure off a first round pick. And now it's it's not as high a draft pick. Uh, but I like the idea because Hunter has to be redone at some point, because I'm pretty convinced he's not going to show up for training camp unless that takes place or it's been assured like with uh, it clearly was last year in training camp with Dalvin Cook. Like if he's been assured it's going to be addressed, I think he'll show up. Um, and Smith, that's fine with me. Like, I mean, he's still good. He's still productive. I don't think he's it going into his last year here. So I like the idea, but I just, it would, if you were to have those three, the key then would be to go to Zimmer and Kubiak and say, are you guys prepared to sort of rethink the offense, which by the way, they probably should be like, that's the funny thing about this. This sounds like a ridiculous concept because you can't satisfy all three. Well, you for sure can't in how the Vikings run their offense, which is probably what Phil circa 1995. But if you went to it and if you went to uh, a philosophy, okay, that gave Kirk the ability to pull the trigger and Kirk, you know, my God, you've got these options. It'd be great to watch. I just don't see the coaching staff being close to that to say, you know, this seems like this seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, it definitely fits into our no excuses mantra for the 2021 season, right? Like now there's no excuses. I mean, you literally have, you know, one Hall of Famer, one aspiring Hall of Famer and one Ring of Honor guy in Adam Thielen uh in your in your arsenal. So, you know, it's just it's it's just kind of a fun thing to as we set off the top of the show. We are here to explore all angles, even as far-fetched as some of them might be. And when Julio Jones goes on national TV and says, I'm out of here, I'm available, let's, let's, let's find a partner for me, right? It's at least worth posing the question and, and mm-hmm. seeing if there's a there. there. Fake so. news. Fake news. Speculation. Yeah, fake. Uh, boys, I know you guys late last week talked about the, uh, the report. The Vikings offered a contract to uh, Bashad Breeland, veteran cornerback. He's been with... Wash, he was he was drafted, I think, fourth round by Washington several years back, and then he's been with Kansas City the last couple of years. And uh, we're going to get to a development in that story here after a shout-out to Federated Insurance. And really, I mean, Bashad Breeland would be insurance for the Vikings secondary, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's being remade. There are former first-round picks either being traded or in legal trouble, and so he needs some insurance. Yeah, back on that secondary. Well, Federated can't really help you with that. Sorry, Zim. But they can help you if you're a business owner with risk management tools and peace of mind for your business. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries Federated protects. And uh, when you go to Federated, you're also supporting Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd and keeping our lights on. So we appreciate that. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. <laughs> So you guys talked about this. Uh, the Vikings made an offer. It, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Jeff Gladney. They just traded Mike Hughes, right? So yep. you know you got Peterson, Dantzler, and Mackenzie Alexander, but then your depth beyond those three guys is very much in question. 
So they reportedly made an offer to Bashad Breland, who is 29 years old. He's been, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, very average and even just volatile. Like a couple of years, he's been great in coverage. Last year, he was one of the worst graded tacklers in the secondary. So you can make a very strong case just based on the Chiefs saying goodbye and him still being on the market. Um, and PFF not really loving him. That And based on his age, you know, he's a borderline starter at best at this point, but a good depth guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't believe that. Here's what he tweeted after visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Every team I played for threw me in the fire, demanded me to play at starter level. I don't miss games for injuries. I started for three teams in seven years, whether it was designed or earned that way. Check the stats. I'm always wanted, but for what? Laugh out loud. You would think I'm asking for $10 million or something. Like I'm really out here trying to price myself out. That was the narrative the past two years. I just say, give me what I deserve. Don't believe the hype. So apparently he visited the Vikings. And Doogie did say that they definitely, on Thursday, extended an offer of some sort to Breland. So this must be in response to that, huh? Probably lowballed him, right? He's well, still sure. out there. It's He's still sitting around. Almost June, yes. And they, uh, you know, they probably floated him. I don't know, veteran minimum, million, two million. He wants more than that. I don't know what the impasse is, but what are your thoughts on uh, Bashad Breeland not being thrilled apparently with what the Vikings have offered him? Okay, I guess if I could talk to him, I would say this, dude. It's almost June first. Dude, tweet at him. Let's tweet. Let's, let's, You're let's a veteran. You're a veteran. And I know, you know what, I know the Chiefs have been great and, and your statistics have not been terrible, so I'm sure your plan was this is the year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you know a starter's job with somebody and I'm going to be paid a fair amount. But look at the salary cap, okay? This is not the year. This is not the year. This is the year where teams are going to say, we don't have as much cap space. Players like you who are productive and okay, but to the PFF point, definitely have some drawbacks. Um, are simply not going to get paid in a climate where the salary cap is not going up. So I think he needs to accept the fact that if he wants to play in this league in 2021, he probably has to swallow hard and take an offer that he can get from a team like the Vikings, which he's not a starter, but he would come in right below them on the depth chart. Somebody's going to get hurt, right? Somebody's going to get hurt. He'll get the opportunity to play. If he plays well... There's a fighting chance, because we don't know what the 2022 salary cap is going to be, that he will get paid a little bit more. Um, But when you sit out there this long on the market and you play a position cornerback that's really damn important, if you can't take the hint by now, I don't know that you could put the pieces of the puzzle together. How about that? Yeah, if my, my guess is, too, if Mike Zimmer sitting here thinking, listen, man, we just need a professional depth guy. We don't need someone coming in here and just bitching about playing time. Also, if you're him and you're looking at the Vikings, so he clearly he had enough interest to also want to meet with the Vikings, right? Well, dude, you already know that Patrick Peterson just signed. You know that Cam Dantzler was a highly touted rookie from last season that really, like, the second half of the year, Cam Dantzler was one of the 15 to 20 best cornerbacks in the NFL, according to PFF. But he gets hurt a lot, so you get to play. That's the thing. Look at that. Right. Like, I don't know. I I'm not going to sit here and, and and bash Bashad Breeland, but there might be a gap between how good he thinks he is and where the market 
evaluates him. And, right? f- and flat out, the money's not there. Like that, that's not a Vikings thing. That's a salary. Cap I mean the thing. I mean the Vikings do have like I know, but they're fourteen fifty. We just got done is, figuring out how to get Julio Jones in here for twenty three. But million, my point so is, they got some money. Yeah, but we're talking about star players potentially. Like this is a depth guy. You can't come in. The, the league has told you something when free agency kicked off in March, and it's now almost June, and you're still available. But here, okay, here's another counterpoint because I I agree in general that okay, Bashad Breeland, he's a borderline starter, and he's he's just dude, you're not going to break the bank this year. However, the Vikings have some cap space. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are in a win now window, and they've got some injury question marks and some depth question marks up and down their defense. Right, uh, Breeland does have some slot experience. He hasn't been primarily a slot corner, but he has some. There's been a couple years where he's played 100, 200 snaps out of the slot, so he, he could maybe be your backup slot guy. Are the Vikings in a spot where maybe they should look to overpay a little for some cornerback depth? I mean, who's your, who's your fourth cornerback no, if Jeff Gladney has to be? You know? I know what you're saying. I, I guess it depends, because he didn't put it in his tweet, I guess it depends on what he really wants. Like, overpaying a little is probably okay, but if he wants to be paid like he's going to be a starter, I can't do it. But yes, and and they do need – what scares me is that we still don't know what the Gladney situation is going to be. And there's a very good chance that at some point in time the league is going to step in because the, they don't have to wait for the judicial system to play out and suspend him. That's a problem. Um, I believe the next part of your depth chart is guys like Chris Boyd. Harrison Hand, who are developing guys, but let you know we saw them last year be put into positions where they had to play too much, and it was not a pretty sight. So, I do think that they definitely need to go out and get another veteran corner. Um, I guess my question for Breland is, what do you think that you're worth? Because if it's a one-year contract and I give you a little bit more, that's fine. But if you, you know, if you think, well, I'm going to step in because. Dantzler's going to get hurt, and then I should be paid. I, yeah. I probably can't do that. I just – I wouldn't let – listen, like at this point, and I'm making this up because we don't, we don't know what the figures were, but like let's say the Vikings offered Breland a $1 million contract or $1.5 million or something, and he feels like I'm worth two and a half. I'm worth three. You know, even he tweeted, I'm not asking for 10. Okay, is he asking for five? Like I don't know what he's asking for, but it's not – it's not something that's going to put the Vikings in an impossible spot. If you think you're going to win big in 2021, do you really want Chris Boyd as like the first line of defense? <laughs> no. Pun intended. If one of these guys goes down, would you or would you rather have a 29-year-old vet who's played in some big games before who can come in, you know, he's now now he'd have to accept a backup depth role too. So if he's not if he's not into being a backup as a non-star, if it's about money though, I would say an extra million and a half, if that's like if that's what it takes, an extra million and a half for one year to have some peace of mind and some depth at sure. a position that got thrashed last year, it might be worth it. The Vikings would tell you that they could probably get a guy off the wire in final training camp cuts that's it's good that's as good for less. That's probably their response. Yeah. So that might be fair. By the way, Adam that Sche- might be fair. Adam Schefter put a little oil into that gasoline fire. That is uh, the Atlanta Falcons and Julio Jones. Of right course, now. he had to. He got scooped by Julio Jones himself. Shefty. So Schefter puts out at eleven eighteen a.m. Atlanta has asked teams that have inquired about Julio Jones for a first round pick in return per sources, but others around the Where's league. Sources? 
Don't sister. believe the Falcons ultimately will get the first round for the perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver. So the, what, he, he, he thinks they're not going to get a first round? Others around the league don't believe the Falcons ultimately will get a first for the perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, uh, second? So you could, you, could get, you could get Julio Jones and pay him $20 million. So not many teams have $20 million just laying around right now yeah. with the cap coming down. So yeah. you'd have to clear some room. But that's, that's probably part of the reason why it's not a first-round pick, right? If this was going to happen, they should have done it before teams you know, used all their cap space. Right. Yeah, this is a Back bad time. In, uh, this is a really bad time to do it. March, it's a terrible time to yes. do it. Yes. So that kind of changes the discussion too, right? I'd be really hesitant to give up a first round pick. And now another another factor here for the Vikings potentially would be for 2022, because because for Julio, it's not just one year you have to figure out the cap. It's next year, and you'd have Daniel Hunter's extension if that kicks in, right? But there might be a thirty five million dollar chunk of pie coming off your books for 2022 Kirk Cousins if they can't come to some sort of restructure. What do you mean once he throw once he's got 3 deep here Super Bowls are sure to follow Phil Mackey. He'll be Honestly, getting a new if, 50 million dollar contract. Well, if they were to land Julio Jones and be more open-minded to throwing the ball more systematically, they would be a Super Bowl like like whatever you think of their chances now, they would be a legit Super Bowl contender. The problem with what I just brought up is, all right, let's say you bring Julio in here and you're and you're thinking about 2022 yep. and you're trying to clear room and you move you make the move to Kellen Mond because he he's a one million dollar player and it frees up cap space. Well, you're still going to have three wide receivers that want, you know, that's 120 what, right. touches. Are you going to make a first year starter quarterback throw the ball <laughs> 600 plus times? You you know, Thielen in a fifth round pick. Thielen in a Fifth round pick, and you do the restructures, and my God, do you legit think Adam Thielen is that much worse than Julio Jones? No, thirty-two year old Julio Jones. No, because because if so, it wouldn't make sense. Why would you? Why would you add cap space, get rid of Thielen, and get rid of a pick? That's why I, I would only do it if you could keep Thielen. the Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full service golfing destination enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Yeah, but, but I mean, Dalvin, would you trade 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 him? Come down? on, come on, the deep, the deep threats, man. Trade him, trade him, Jefferson, Julio Jones. Be a hell of a poster. <laughs> it would be. That's all we care about here is the poster too. Reckless speculation. Um, by the way, uh, last Thursday's Purple Rewind episode, where we did a deep dive into the two thousand uh, the two thousand four Dante Culpepper near MVP run. Um, you guys responded very favorably to that, so we're pumped to keep bringing those back every Thursday. And I missed, so I was out of town, and I missed. You guys did a couple episodes on Thursday or on a Friday and Saturday without me. Yes. And it sounds like Judd, you posed a controversial question to Declan. I posed about a question, Dante. Well, I didn't think it was controversial at all, and I felt that I set my my sports son up for a layup of an answer. I thought it would be easy. I I literally I was. It was a mail-in last question that I thought might be fun, but I thought, I know what Dex is going to say, and then we'll all go home happy and Twitter won't come down on Dex. And the question was very simple, Declan. I asked you if I could give you back Dante Culpepper, 
2005 into six, or Teddy 2016, if I could give you one of those guys back and you get to keep him as your quarterback on the Vikings, which one would you take? And this is a long answer. This was my Matt James moment here too, Phil, by the way. This was me being the bachelor, Matt James, final rose. Oh, are, so, are you going to play your answer here? Yeah, we're going to play this. Oh, wow. I, I, think, oh, I, I think we need to set this up. Properly. That's good. In the bachelorette, I have the final rose. This is the, I'm on the series finale here, right? There's two women left. And you're in love. And I'm in love with both of them. Yeah. And I have to pick one. And both of them have brought me so much joy individually. They, they both have brought me to highs that I've never had before. And wow. one of them, I can only pick one, and it's so tough. Wow. You know, with Dante, it's my youth. You know, it's, it's my youth. It, it's, it's, who I, it's the reason I became a Vikings fan. I got the roll on. Um, he threw some absolute darts. He was, a, he was a scrambling, dual threat, mammoth man of a quarterback. He's the reason I fell in love with Vikings football. On the other hand, there's Teddy Bridgewater, who after years of incompetence since my first love, Dante, left this team, I have been searching for, right? I've been on the prowl. I have swung and missed. I have uh, had a couple fun nights here and there, but mostly (laughs) I've been looking for love. Been looking for love, and I haven't anything consistent. And then Teddy walks in, and Teddy walks in, and, 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 and here we go. This is it. It's love at first sight. We're hitting it off, but then all of a sudden he's on his way to me to go out, and, and he dies in a car crash on the way over here, right? Songs so, about that, yeah. There are, yeah. He's Susie Q. So if I have to pick one, if I absolutely have to pick one, and I also know the circumstances of where the team surrounding them is going. So with Dante, you're going to start to rebuild both of them, or going to start to rebuild their defense, right? But Dante's without Randy Moss. And in Teddy's case, he has the best defense around him. Not as sexy as offensive weapons, but he has the best defense around him. But Brad Childers can build out a really, really good team. For me, Judd, and I, my final rose. Declan. Goes to Dante Culpepper. Give me Dante Culpepper. I want my first love back. I want my first love back. I want the quarterback who brought me the first feelings I've ever had. And also, it's a wide-open NFC. I told you yesterday that in 2005, the quarterbacks that made the postseason were just a detriment. You still could have went on a run. Eli Manning, for God's sakes, went to a Super Bowl in 2007. You could have absolutely still dominated the NFC. Give me Dante Culpepper back. Dante. Listen, I'm a Teddy guy, but like the fact that we even needed that much Final Rose drama to oh, decide they were, they were, between we had, we had a bombshell and then we had like I don't know, I don't know. We it was like Cinderella before and after yeah. the carriage turned into a pumpkin. There, I love Teddy, but I had to. That's a lot of hemming and Han for a pretty easy decision. I, I applaud you De- for landing on the right one. Declan there, loves Teddy though. <laughs> like I can't believe that he just cast aside Teddy like that. We we needed Purple Daily Chris Harrison to walk in and say, yeah. "Gentlemen, this is the final rose. <laughs> Good luck, Teddy. I'm sorry, Chris. You have to pack your bags. You have to leave. Say your goodbyes. Say your goodbyes. It'd be emotional goodbye. It'd be emotional goodbye. <laughs> Chris Harrison or Chris Hansen? What are you oh, doing I'm here, Chris Declan? Hansen from what? I'm Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC. Why don't you have a seat? Why, why sir? don't you have a seat, Declan? Well, I was just. Uh, so what are you doing here? I was just here to meet Teddy. Uh, Do you often meet quarterbacks? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Have you been uh, chatting online with Teddy as I love QBs XXX? Uh, No, that's not me. Well, I've printed out the transcripts. I've got it right here. 
Did you ask him to go deep three times? <laughs> oh, no. No. God. Hey, there's a lot of ways to interpret that, okay? Oh. Completely clean. <laughs> you up? In a uh, by way. the way, here's, a, here's a, a conversation maybe for another day this week. And, yeah, uh, I, could, I, could, I could see how this might fix things on paper. I, I think it's maybe too far gone. But Chris Collinsworth tweets, I know how Green Bay could make Aaron Rodgers happy, dot, 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 in response to the Julio Jones comments on uh, Fox Sports 1. Let's save that for another day. How, how, how afraid should Vikings fans be that that's the fix, that's like the it. magic elixir right. to the Green Bay Packers pulling this clown show together, just pull the trigger on a Julio Jones trade. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. The internet space is full, and so we'll uh, be back tomorrow. It's Mackie and Judd and executive producer Declan on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you guys tomorrow.